Check, baby, check. One, two. <laughs> if the Daddy Mac and the Mac Daddy got in a fight. <laughs> you're old enough to watch Beavis and Butthead, right? I didn't really, though. I'll be honest. No? No. That wasn't my jam. I, I didn't. I boys thing. I didn't either. No? No. Hmm. I missed that, too. You missed... You, you missed Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think you would have because it was popular when I was in high school. I remember it. Back and in the 50s? And you're a, lot old, you're a lot older than I am. Ah, <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Damn. All right, we're ready? I see how this is going. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, welcome to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, always here with our amazing co-host, Mr. John Jones. And we have a special guest today, John. Yeah, we have on the show today, we have um, on our rookie series, we have Chris Rademacher with Lincoln Lending here in the Tampa Bay area. And uh, super excited to talk to her because she does some cool stuff on social media. And when I mean cool, I mean K. I mean, so <laughs> cool so yes. we can start out with that. When did you start with the K and branding yourself with K's? I mean, yeah, I think it's awesome. Ir- ironically, I worked for Interlink. That was the second company that I had gone to after I started being an LO. And I was talking to them like, hey, I want something fun to do. And they actually came up with it for me. I was really, really fortunate that I had a good marketing team there. And um, at that so it was kind of a more, what do you call it, like basic idea. And then I sure. just kind of ran with it over the years. And now I have a guy and I'm like, I need it to sparkle. And he comes up with it more. Okay. So I've been really blessed in that way. Excellent. So and when you started like in the business, you didn't start as a loan officer, correct? No, I started actually in 2007. I started okay. in foreclosures and I okay. slowly worked my way through. So the only two things I've never done is underwrote a file and I've never done a package at closing. Okay. Otherwise, you name it. I've sold loans. I've been a loan officer assistant, a processor. I mean, everything All on right, the planet. So great loan understanding. Mods. You can put a deal together. Not yes, how to that's it. my awesome. strong suit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so to put some... Uh, meat and potatoes to this real quick. So how long have you been just originating? originating? Oh, 2018. You started in 2018. Yep. And what did your volume look like in 2020? Oh my gosh. So last year I closed like 19.339 or something like that. So phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The first year I think I did like 2.3. The second year about 7.8, which is crazy story. Most people don't realize I switched four companies that year. Whoa. A little bit insane. And still yeah, and still kept million? well seven point eight million. Yeah, wow. still was proud of myself on that one. And then last year, yeah, about nineteen point three three, and well on track. Yeah, well yeah. on track here in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Blessed. So I, I figured what we really like to talk to you a little bit about today is like how did you go from here to here? Because that's a pretty nice increase. Um, you know, pretty much being new, like you've been originating less than three years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I was really fortunate. I got a phone call to open a fairway branch with somebody. Um, I went and worked with him. I literally ran all the LOs. I did all the, everything. Literally. He just was a face and, um, you know, things got to the end of that. And I just said like, Hey, you know, we'll part equal ways. I won't take any business. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do now? Crap with the C. Cause it's a bad C. Only good words <laughs> and, um, and so I literally went to Zillow typed in Clearwater and any agent with a smiling face, I called. 
literally no kidding and just pitched a reno product product that's all i did and i would go look at their houses and i would say like i saw you closed on 123 happy street it looks like it was a great home probably needed some work did you know about a renovation product and literally went from there um i was really fortunate an agent i still work with today she called me from spain on vacation was like i need to know about this product let's meet and it kind of just tumbled and went that way. Uh, Facebook has been my friend. I took full advantage of that last year. I was before, but it really kind of peaked last year. Okay. Um, as you know, John, I'm in every single probably Facebook group on the planet. Right. I'm always answering people's questions. So I have LOs across the United States that send me deals or call me just for help. And that's kind of really how I built my business. It's not about the money. It's about making sure that people get the loans they deserve, yep. um, especially when I have to clean up somebody else's mess, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I will do any loan on the planet. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how to do a barndornium. Um, I'd love to do a container <laughs> like you send it to me. I'll figure a way to do it and somebody to sell it to so that's awesome yeah so i figure i mean after being in the business since 2007 and a number of different roles i'm gonna go with you've probably seen a thing or two oh my gosh a ton it, and it's great because literally when stuff comes up i've helped other loan officers close stuff because people are like you know what you know yeah. and i've just made a lot of friends so if i can't figure it out i will help them figure out something and i think that's to the benefit i feel that los um always focus on the dollar and they don't focus on really what it is helping people mm -hmm. get into homes Home ownership. and yeah. that's how it's helped me build because again i have clients i may never ever get the loan from but i'll help them i'll look at your loan estimate to tell you if it's correct if i think your the other deal is better i'll tell you to take it all day long because that's what it's about it's not about stealing some deal to get the extra numbers i don't have to because when you give you get mm -hmm. so yeah so doing all this business in a yeah. short amount of time <laughs> so what does your team look like now is it just you well, I mean, you've year, done everything yeah. so <laughs> Please tell me you're not processing and submitting, doing no, everything. No, we're really fortunate. I have a great processing team at Lincoln Lending Group. Um, where she's a contract processor for us. Um, I just literally added my first loan manager. Uh, she started with me about two months ago. Otherwise, I did literally all the volume myself last year. Okay. Um, that was yeah. That Congratulations, was but time to take it off the table, off the plate <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's the goal now is to start building the team, hire some people, and you yeah. know, I'll never be out of the business because I'm too A type. But you know, just to get further away and ensure that my loans are getting done the same way I want them yeah. done, just with great people. Yeah. That's great. I I love that. You know, I think John, we run we run across a lot of LOs who want to be in the same position as Chris and start growing um, their team by adding some leverage. So. You said this person's only been with you for two months. Like, what? What's your goal with them? Like, what part of the business are they going to take away from you, so that you can go focus on growing your business? Yeah, it's still early. She came from a bank. Uh, she did HELOCs. She's awesome, smart. You know, really wants to learn. So right now, I'm transitioning her to learn how to turn my files in. I still do the pre-approvals. Um, she's working to learn how to set up once the contract comes in, you know, get together the loan and then yep. put the package together to go mm -hmm. to the processor. Um, she's keeping track of like my CDs to make sure those go out on time. Um, and you know, anything else they can come up with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think, you know, at the very beginning, we, again, we talk about this all the time at the very beginning they're like their role is this wide. Yeah. Right. It's very wide and not very deep. But as your business grows, that role becomes very deep and not very wide. Yes. Um, you know, because at some point, you know, you're going to get to enough volume where all they're going to be able to do is what you just said. It's going to be, hey, get my files set up, get them into processing, 
make sure my my file flow is going and that's the only thing they're going to have time to right. do and one thing i share a lot with los because i get a lot of newbies who ask me stuff don't worry about starting big right like my idea was i had to have the most solid foundation for whatever environment like my loans closed i didn't do many but they all closed i had very little fall mm -hmm. fall through unless it was you know like the house or inspections or something like that mm -hmm. i couldn't control i put i don't send out a pre-approval if i know i can't close it at the end mm -hmm. i just won't and that's okay if they want to walk away because what happens i get the phone call that i have to sure. save it because yep. i knew up front and that really helped me build my business because people know when they see my pre-approval i did my work i just didn't willy-nilly hand out something and hope you know and i think that's the most important is take it slow because it will come you know mm -hmm. way quicker than you think <laughs> so you're you're involved actively in calling on realtors right, i am to, to get your leads but you're also doing some refinance business how are you getting those leads being new to the business right is so that through social media yeah so a lot of it was through social media i was really fortunate to just pick up random people i mean honestly i sit in the groups like it somebody laughed the other day and said like as soon as i see a post i basically see chris responding they're like do yeah. you have like something that just like dings in your house and tells you and i'm like no i just learned the important of sitting and ironically one of my first bosses who I won't name used to tell me to get off effing Facebook all day long he's like you sit there too long get in the offices nobody's in their office anymore like you could show up a million times during the day and get mm -hmm. not more than five people they're all on Facebook it's a captive audience all day long so that's where it's gonna be and now it's paid off yeah, absolutely so. good for you and then um, another secret sauce I will share is um, every month so I got to do that this today I send out an anniversary card for all the loans I've closed the years before, Congrats, handwritten yeah. with a gift card in it, a small gift card, nothing crazy, yeah. um, to every single person. I don't care refinance or not, yeah. um, every single person. Okay. So, and that really, um, you know, helps. I mean, it gets me a lot of deals too because they remember it might yeah. not be for them, but there aren't many loan yeah. officers that do that I, kind of thing. I love that because I think you know, in the in the environment that we're in, and you're talking to this a little bit, like people don't have our business card. Right, like if, if an agent referred them a borrower to us, it was a text message or an email. Like your business card isn't like in their wallet or in their office no. or something like that. So if you're not doing things to stay in front Post of closing, them, they you know, and, and one of the things I used to do back in the, you guys are gonna think this is crazy, but back when I originated, I used to do a handwritten note card on every pre-approval that I got. I love so, it. So I, if it was an agent who I got a lot of pre-approvals from, I wouldn't do it every single time. But if it was an agent, you know, that I wasn't doing a lot of business with, every single time they sent me a referral, I would send them a handwritten thank you note, and I would put two business cards in there. One of them was a magnet, and what I was hoping, of course, happened is that magnet gets slammed on, right. you know, their beer fridge or the fridge in their kitchen or mm -hmm. whatever. But I used to do the same thing with every pre-approval of a borrower I took. I wrote a handwritten note, two business cards, one regular, one upon the uh, the refrigerator, the magnet, and that was because. Like I recognize nobody has my contact information. And like, until I got smart, when I added people in my phone under, this is the like irrigation John, <laughs> you know, like I forget who the irrigation guy was because right. I don't remember his name. But now if I go type in irrigation, that's how I remember who right. it is, right. You, right. you know? 
Pain or Joe. Yep. Yeah, it's well, a good system. I yep. always laugh. I don't have business cards. I have business koozies. I literally carry a ton of them <laughs> in my car, in my purse. Um, we were. I was out with a friend the other day. This guy sitting across the bar. He had a beer, no koozie. I walked over and handed it to him. He's like, wow, thanks. I was like, don't want your beer to get cold or warm. Excuse me. And then as I'm walking by, like people are, do you have any more? And I ended up handing yeah. out a bunch. And one guy's called. He's not ready to refi, but he's yeah. going to keep me in mind. And I think, because again, the business card's a little Listen, outdated. I, I like, love it because I think this is old school stuff. You yeah. know, like I, another thing I think you laughed at me. I shared this with you, but around like this time of year, Memorial Day, 4th of July, I would go buy tons of sparklers. Oh, genius. Right? And so I would, I, by <laughs> I, somebody in my family would tie a box of three sparklers together and I would put the business card on it. You could punch a hole in that koozie, I guess, and do that. But I would go to like these fireworks shows bing, bing, and everybody's coming up. Hey, can I get some sparklers for my kids? Can I get some sparklers for my kids while you're waiting for the fireworks show to go off? People were asking me, but I'd also go into real estate offices and you know, what have you and drop that stuff off. But like the crazy little cool stuff like that, it still works. It is. And I have to tell you, you either love it or hate the case, but no matter what you spend hours talking about me and that's what all I care about. <laughs> I kind of laugh. So when I, decided, we love them. <laughs> <laughs> when I decided to go broker, right. I was interviewing and somebody said, go talk to Frank Cotto. And I was like, well, maybe. And he said, he actually didn't really know who I was, but somebody had been in the office and said, do you know this girl who spells everything with the K's? And then he said, weirdly, I had a message from you in Facebook a f like two weeks later. Later. So it really does work. I mean, again, I don't care if you hate it because, again, you're spending that time talking about it. Yeah. You're going to mention it to a friend and they might think it's cool and look me up and use yeah. me. So yeah. um, branding is so important in this day and age. I mean, that's how people remember you 100 so. percent. Yeah. So other than just your social media post, do you have any secret strategies on how to get in front of realtors via Facebook? Do you use anything or implement anything in that? You know, <laughs> this or is, is kind of funny. So um, maybe some stalking or anything. Yeah, like you know, honestly, offer advice, offer to always help. Make sure if you do offer, you're giving good advice. Like, don't just yeah. toss out an answer. But really, I know this is a weird the strategy. I don't know that could work for others you will have to just kind of build it and try that's literally i don't really see most of the agents i work with i have a huge amount up in jacksonville and the panhandle you know all over um you know so i don't really get i love that them. by the way <laughs> i mean I, I mean i truly i mean one of the things the messages that i tried to like old school for me we built relationships it was long before facebook or social media but we would our our territory was established by how far we were willing to drive yeah and you're licensed in the entire state of florida so going to jacksonville you know i mean that's that's awesome right i mean Maybe. i'll show up to a closing up to two hours away um, that's getting harder as you get busier. So yeah. that is also why I have my amazing okay. loan manager because I want to get back to that. That's the fun stuff I love doing. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, just treat them like your like true friends. Like these are people I care about. I they invite me to their kids' birthday parties. I had Thanksgiving at a client's house I'd never met before. You know, it's really about showing that you care and not them not being the dollar. Um, and I really tell somebody you have to look at what you what your sphere is, how you want to get business and what you do right so if you work you know do something with cheerleading well there you go sponsor it you know mm -hmm. be a part of it mm -hmm. talk to the people again you it might take a while to, for you to get the business but you got to work with what you know because what i do may not work for you yes. at the end of the day i mean not unless you're going to change your name to k word so otherwise that may not work <laughs> out for you but you know i always like i help the people in my group kind of like brand themselves because again i think coming up with something catchy 
really does work and that's where you start because then when you say it and people say it all the time they remember you and then you get to build from that she's giving me an idea maybe <laughs> maybe they're jays backwards they're john jones Ooh. reverse oh, Ooh, that might I be like some it. bling there so. i like it you're gonna have to pay her royalties though. <laughs> yes i love that even more we'll negotiate more. that later yes, yes, yes. but i really think i mean gimmicks are that's what people love you know make sure you're doing videos make sure you're posting because again so I, before I was at a team meeting for a different company and they said, go around and talk about your best um, meeting you had with an agent. And when they got to me, I said, I haven't seen an agent in six months. And this was pre COVID. And they're like, what do you talk about? I said, literally, I don't see them most of the time till I hit the table. I said, I meet them on Facebook. They need me to help solve a problem. I solve it. We close it and we roll. And he, the, I remember like my manager was like, oh, that's not a good idea. That's not how you get business. And I'm like, but why not? I was like, I'm closing the most at everybody sitting at this table. Mm -hmm. You know, why isn't this yeah. a good idea? Because again, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, these are great platforms to go get business. You have people watching you nonstop. Stop. And the great thing about the analogy is if they stop watching, it forces them to by telling them something cool is on Facebook yeah. and they pick it up again. And there you are at the top. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the premise of what you're doing is you're just becoming very visible. You're not the best kept secret in the mortgage business. No. Right. Yeah. And, you know, if you're if you're whatever avenue you're going to go, whether you're going to go to the social media avenue like Chris is doing or you're going to go in some other avenue, you know, the biggest mistake that we make is being the best kept secret, you know, right. in, in right. the business. And you're basically making sure that you're not a secret. Yeah, I mean, my, my guess is when you're out and about socially, you're that everybody knows what you do. You're handing out the koozies, so you're not just there enjoying you know, your other people's company, but you're subtly reminding them that, hey, I do loans for a living. Don't forget about that. Maybe you could refinance with a lower interest rate. You don't have to sell them. Right. But you've got to stay top of mind. I mean, we always, one of the things that we coach is we go to baseball, you know, we go to soccer games, and we're there for years with other parents that we see know, but, but they don't know what we do. Right. We're just not, re we, we just don't take the time to say, hey, by the way, you know, I do mortgages. W whatever that method is that you let them know, put a, put a shirt on. I do loans, right? right. Mortgage loans. Oh, hello. I put the fun and funding. Like, yeah. it's hilarious. I posted about it today. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Like, people are trying to read it, like, and not be rude by staring right. at me. <laughs> you know, but it works, right? You know, they probably don't even know what it is, but it gets somebody to talk. Maybe somebody comes up and says Realtors something. Realtors are great me. at it. They walk yeah. around with their badge, right? I sell real estate basically yep. on their badge right. so somebody knows it could start a conversation we as lenders typically don't want to do that i don't know why but we should i don't know i never i think it's I mean, the it's old just, school way like going back to the offices they're not there first off lunches are great i i love doing them it's a great social time you know throw a happy hour do those kind of things but the busiest agents most of the time can't get away but how can you help them? Well, you just keep calling them and you say, hey, look, I don't need to be, I always say this, I don't need to be your only lender. Look, there's so many great ones. You guys are great. There's Everybody's got different products. I just need to fit in when somebody else can't, mm -hmm. right? Because there may be something that you guys can't do that I can do and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. Work the with, renovation loans. <laughs> right, right. Somebody, Some people don't want to touch them. I just Correct. told John I have five mobile homes. Most people don't want to touch mm. a mobile home. I have five. I've gotten three closed, two more to go. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but again, well, now you're an expert. <laughs> I am. So you have mobile homes, people send them to me. I'll do them. Right. Um, but that's the thing. Don't be afraid to try something. Again, I literally just called random agents off. Off. They didn't even know me. I just thought they have a smile. They're going to be nice and yeah. polite at least. Yeah. Um, you know, I literally joined networking groups. I mean, I will try almost about anything. Good. Um, you know, maybe an OnlyFans page. We'll see. I don't know. 
got an idea. But anyways, um, <laughs> hey, those people need mortgages too. That's and they right. have a ton of money. So like, you know, just figure your little niche and what works for you. And if you love it, you're going to succeed at it is what I always yeah, say. That's great. So, so yeah. I want to take you back a little bit. So you spent some time doing a lot of different things in the mortgage business before you decided to get into originating. What is the catalyst or what was the catalyst that made you decide, <laughs> hey, you know what? Time to make the change. I'm going to go yeah. 100% commission right. and make the jump. Because you were, you were 11 years in. Right. So the, <laughs> so it kind of I always knew I had to eventually figure out how to work for myself. I play well, but I, I don't always play well in the corporate sandbox. Okay. Um, I don't like the word no. I don't hear it very often. Corporate loves the word no. So I, we always bumped heads. Um, I needed to. I wanted to do everything for anybody because, again, that's what, like, my niche. I love a product that most people won't want to touch. Um, and then... I just was working for a boss who was nice, but I was sitting there and I'm like, gosh, I'm making him, I'm working 80 hours a week, mm -hmm. making him all the money. What the heck am I thinking? Mm -hmm. And I did it and my, I called my dad and I was like, I'm gonna do it, I'm ready. And my dad's like, are you stupid? And then I showed him my W-2s and then he's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you just have to kind of decide. And I mean, that was the thing. I did it at the wrong time. I probably had like 3K in my bank account. You know, they say you should have three months worth, yeah, you know, yeah. all of that. But that was the best drive I ever had because yeah. I was like, how There's am I going to pay my bills? Nothing mo motivated, more motivated <laughs> than being broke. Than being broke. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that yeah. every day, I mean, I kind of woke up with that like little pit panic thing. And then yeah. I was like, okay, let's do this like well I, shoot i think you know john we talk about triggers all the time like triggers to get us into doing the habits or the activities that we should be doing right. to drive our business your trigger at the time was, was money there you know that bank account right, right? And yeah so and like, i just hey, was yeah. working way harder yeah i can't I... wake up this morning and not go do something and so you know one of the things i tell LOs all the time is like Every single day, you should do something that's revenue generating. Right. You may not spend eight hours doing it or three hours doing it, but if right. you spent 30 minutes or an hour every single day just doing something that's revenue generating, you're going to get there, right? And for you, it sounds like that. Like I woke up, I had to figure it out. Yeah, and I didn't really have anybody. That's the crazy thing. Like, And that's where I hope to change the mortgage industry a little bit. I didn't have mentors. Most of the people I met were kind of too worried that I was going to do more than more them. Than, yeah, they them didn't want to help me. So I literally, I mean, I already had the foundation. I can put a loan together blindfolded. Yeah. It was the other side, the sales side yeah. I had to figure out. Yep. I mean, I got the idea of it, but, you know, they didn't really want to take the time. Either they were producing and didn't have the time. So I was like, you know, I told my parents I was doing this. I can't let them down. So, and sure. then I've just been very fortunate. And some people said, you know, well, last year was a great year for everybody, right? You could have not done anything in closed. Sure. So I set the same goal for myself. I wanted 100 units last year. I did 91. It's to hundred again. If I can do a hundred again, then I know my business is solid, yep. and that's how I know I can go to the next level. Set reasonable goals for yourself. Don't you don't have to do twenty million your first year. You know yeah. that's okay not to. You've got to build again that foundation because that's how people trust you to give you more business to keep going, and that's how you no offense get in with the right companies to work for, right? Because yeah. you guys aren't looking for somebody who was just a windfall one month. You want the consistent Consistency. windfall every month. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. ideal, yes. Right. So, so, you know. So you jump out of ops. You decide to be a loan originator. You had very little net, as you just shared yeah. with us. So what would you do? 
like you got no relationships you got no loans like how did you start i mean literally the first early days like yeah i literally got on zillow and called these agents so um the company i worked for had its own renovation product and you know a lot of agents are afraid of it and you don't really do that many which is so sad it's an amazing product but that's literally was my niche i joined a bunch of networking groups and i went to those every day and i listened to other business people i read a lot of books Uh, michael mayer's seven levels Mm -hmm. of communication is one of my favorites um i think our biggest mistake is when you meet somebody you look at them and say how are they going to bring me money that minute and not the future potential to people right um again I'll do almost any loan on the planet. Why? Even if it's 80000 I treat them like a million dollars because they may have somebody, their grandmother might be ready to buy, their uncle. I mean, you don't know who they're going to yeah. recommend you to. So always treat people, you know, you treat the CEO and the trash man equally the same. Yep. Um, but I literally, that's what I did every day. I woke up in panic some days, you know, because back then you did, I did five deals. I lost three. Yep. You have two left. You're like, oh my gosh. And that's the biggest thing, I think. And one of my bosses said to me, because I would be really grumpy and I would like be so mad and then I couldn't focus and then the next deal would fall apart and the next. And he's like, you have to just say F it. Like, yeah, because it'll cripple you. You do. And the yeah. now when I say it, I lose a deal, great, best luck. Call me if you need me. And I move on and I have usually two more that follow right behind it. And I don't even blink at that loan anymore. But it's tough when you're broke. Well, that's solid advice because I think, you know, when we get a deal that's got hair on it, the tendency that we have is we get wrapped around the axle on it. You Mm -hmm. know, it cripples us. And so all of the things that you you should be doing, talking about doing, you quit doing right until the pain of that or whatever goes away. But, you know, you have a good philosophy like, hey, you know, and, and by the way, like if you have 10 and you lose two, it's not that big of a deal. It's not. I mean, it's right. still sad. So I, don't, go, I mean, I'm so competitive. So sure you have 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just close right. 15 to 20. So, But you'll literally just eventually get there. And now, you know, I don't have to think about it as much. Obviously, now I have support staff, so I think in a different way. But I just kind of know um, I believe in God. It's okay if you don't out in the world, but I do. I already think he has my 100 loans already set out for me. I just have to do the hard work to get to each one like a little pack woman going down yep. the little lane and picking up the pebbles, right? I love it. Um, and so I'll, I'll get there. I just know it. I mean, I you know, I have now great people like John and y'all behind me supporting me. I can call him. Like I texted him the other day and I'm like, what do you tell a Lowe's when they're so tired but they got to keep going? Because sometimes it's hard to like find that extra oomph even in the morning when you have yeah. people yelling at you about the It's appraisal. a stressful business. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're not doing this well enough yeah. and you're thinking, gosh, I worked till 12 o'clock midnight yeah. on your loan. Why are you yelling at me still? Like, you know, it's great to have those people. Finding a great mortgage coach is a great way. Even if you can't afford them, find a way to afford them. That kind of helped me. Again, um, in 2019, I literally switched four companies, not intentionally. I loved where I was at. My boss said, hey, I'm leaving. That meant the branch closed. I hopped over with him. Not my best experience. I found that my coach was like, well, let's find you a salvage, just a salvage place. I went to them, knew it wasn't going to be long term. I went to one more in 2020. Um, great, amazing guy. He just had a different vision plan than I did. And didn't. he's kind of where he's at, and I he want did, to keep he growing. He didn't like the case? No, I always, when I, when, <laughs> that's so funny. That's always, no, that's cleared up front, I'm I know. sure. No, that is very, yeah. I will not sign on unless you understand that I will not be marketing in your colors. Like I built this brand too much to, you know, be a part of it. So I'm always powered by the company. Um, but yeah. And then I was like, I just said to myself, like, it's time to go broker. 
like I just need a little bit more of the freedom and I'm like I have this vision to build and so you just got to wake up every day positive and keep doing it and reading books is really a great there's so much great Barry Habib's um oh I just money in the streets money Money in the streets streets. like and I think I really like like felt one part of the book where he talked about have you read it Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where he talked about um, how every day he went through the Jersey um, toll. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yep. you know, every day he you could have every day, probably millions of loan officers just tossed their coins and kept going. And he yep. didn't. Yep. He went through the thing every day and handed his business card and it made change every single time. Yep. And then he ended up what, getting 17 deals off that. Yep. That's how I think. Like if you guys are all swimming down this way. There might be a shark or something over here, but I'm going to make friends with yep. it and keep going around and figure it out and do something different. Just always walk the path right next to everybody and figure out your little niche. I, I, when I first started, I kind of did a similar thing. I, I had left Enterprise Rent-A-Car, and that was that's oh, wow. was my market, right? For So for two years, I would call on every branch once a month. I'd go around to the branch. No they were all younger in their mid to late 20s, ready to buy homes, and I probably did 20 deals in a two-year wow. period. I didn't know a bunch of realtors. Another thing that I did was I did a firefighter's loan and then went to the station, did a presentation, and the next thing you know, I did six or eight firefighters yeah. over the Love next it. couple of years. See? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, w- once once you help somebody, right. like you said, right, and they and they f- they realize that you're there to help them get into home ownership, mm-hmm. they're going to refer all their friends and family to you because yeah. they know you care and and, and really, uh, you yeah. know. And don't be afraid. Just do it. You have Just, nothing to lose. I right. mean, at the end of the day, you analyze it. If it didn't work out, why didn't it work out? Do you need to tweak a couple things? Or was it just a bad idea? And cut your losses. Like, don't keep straggling on it. Like, it's okay to lose. Like, honestly. And that's the last little tidbit because I know we're about to wind this up. One thing I always ask people when I meet with loan officers who are producing is, what did you do wrong? Where did you fail? Everybody wants to ask the success side to it. Well, of course. Like, that's the easy side. I want to know what you did wrong already. So if I hit it, I know how to already get around it or avoid it altogether. Don't learn anything in success. We only learn in failure. That is legit true. Right. So. Dude, I love it. You are full of energy. <laughs> Thanks. Before we wrap up, though, I'm curious. Do you have your your goals for like the next three to five years? I know oh, you. I know you have some vision. I do. If you want to give us well, a little secret, but you'll have I mean, to bring me back closer to November because I have this fun idea. But I'm okay. putting it all together right now. But yeah, my goal really, I want to have five branches in the next five years. Okay. Make my first million in five. Okay. Um, and really, honestly, I want to just build a good, solid team of LOs and really help them and kind of mentor them the way I didn't. I'm Unfortunately, get to sure. have that experience. No, so. I think you're absolutely right about that. I, I don't, John and I have talked about this before. Our business doesn't do teams really great. Mm-hmm. You know, real estate, real, estate, real is... estate does teams really great. Mortgage business doesn't do teams really great. And I think sometimes, Chris, it's because, and this is what I love about your, your mindset is you just want to help and serve people. I think you're, a lot of your top producing LOs or branch managers in our business, they don't necessarily have the skill set or the mindset to be that mentor, right? Right. They're just worried about, hey, I, by the way, we're closing sixty loans this month. Thirty of them are mine. They yep. don't. They don't have time to help lead. To no. help lead. See, I love that. There's a girl, Kelly Stewart. She's on our team. She said she wanted to do four to seven million this year. 
I think she'll hit six million by the end of this month or something. We just had lunch wow. today. Like it's cool. She calls me for help. Like I love that, and it's I love this her success. I'm more excited about her success than really honestly yeah. mine. Um, and awesome. so right now I think I have like four or five people on my team, um, and you know I'm helping, and hopefully that will grow even more and more, and eventually you know I'll get to dominate. The Coaching state of with a K. Coaching with a K. See, thinking ahead. I didn't All even right. think of that. So if I come up with that, I'll hey, royalty. Some royalty. We'll, we'll, we'll have to with the double J's. It's a trade-off. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, uh, any, anything, close with Chris. Anything you wish we would have asked you that we didn't get to? No, I think you kind of nailed it. This was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Honestly, I, like, it's as outgoing as I am. I hate public speaking, like petrified of it. And I was like, oh, my God, is everybody going to be staring at me awkwardly? And then I slur all my just, S's. Just and... a 300 people in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> they did great. You did fine. <laughs> So no, I have a, a lot of fun, and I hope it can come back again. Because again, I have something brewing, and we I'm will excited definitely, about we it. Will definitely, we will definitely invite you back. Yeah, we'll yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right, cool. Thank you. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Context. We finally messed up. Oh, <laughs> level. Whoa. It's because the K. It's exactly Contracts. right. It is. Contracts to contract. We almost made it the, the whole K. way through. All right. I love it. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Context of Contracts podcast. On behalf of John Jones and Chris Rademacher, I'm Brian Lovell, and the three of us want you to know, if there's anything you need, always here to serve. Woohoo! Woo! That was fun. That was great. I love it. That one went by quick. It did. That was fun, though. I didn't think it was going to (laughs) be. No? I really do hate public speaking.